In Romans, Paul said, not all Israel is Israel. We could say the same about faith. Not all faith is saving faith. Join us. Times of Refreshing is next. We hear it a lot these days, oh, they had faith, or they have faith. But what kind of faith? Faith in what? You know, James even says there's demon faith. So what is your faith made up of? Is it something more than just faith? Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore. We're taking a look at that question here today in detail. It's a message simply entitled, The Quality of Your Faith. We're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. That's where we catch up with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now for today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1, on down to 5. What is the quality of your faith? What does your faith look like? When God examines your faith, what does he see? We're going to see here from, the, from this teaching that there's different kinds of faith, different conditions, that our faith uh, sometimes can have issues. And for us, we want to be people that are strong in faith, that have a faith that, that is used to penetrate all darkness in our lives and darkness in the culture. Heaven's currency is your faith. It's the way in which we get God to be activated into our situation is faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those that come to him, saints, they got to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We have to have faith. We have to grow in faith. We have to mature in faith. Life hits us in different kind of ways. It's our faith in God that keeps us going in the path. And Jesus, when he walked through the streets of Jerusalem, he was amazed at the lack of faith. The things that he saw when he went to his hometown. He saw faith that, 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 that bothered him. He couldn't do many miracles because these individuals had unbelief. And to this day, all around us, we have people, uh, not only just outside of the church, but inside of the church, that do not have faith. They may have faith in certain areas of their life, but do they have faith in all areas in their life? Do they believe God? Do you believe God? Is it fixed in your mind that, man, I, I am a believer? This is part of the problem that we have with believers. They don't believe. We want to be believers. So the quality of our faith is important. And so in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, Apostle Paul addresses this. He says here in verse 1, he says, Therefore, when we could no longer endure it, we thought it good to be left in Athens alone, and sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ, to establish you and encourage you Concerning your what? Faith. He says that no one should be shaken by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we were appointed to this. For in fact, we told you before when we were with you that we would suffer tribulation. Just as it happens and you know. He says, for this reason, when I can no longer endure it, I sent to know your what? 
He says, I sent and I wanted to know not how powerful you were, how deep you were, how much money you have, how many cars you have, how, what, what kind of, how big your business was, and how, what your outfit looks like, and, 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 and how you appear when you come to church. He, he wasn't talking about all these things. He said, I sent to know one thing. He said, I wanted to know your faith. What was the quality and condition of your faith? He says, lest... Look at verse 5. Lest by some means the tempter had tempted you. And our labor, he said, might be in vain. Faith. Faith is a firm persuasion. I'm persuaded. It is a conviction. I'm, I, there's a conviction that I have. It is a firm persuasion, conviction, and belief. Belief in the truth. Which results, now watch this, in trust. Your faith in God, faith in someone, causes you to trust them. And so, I have a firm persuasion, conviction, belief in the truth, which results in trust. And really what it is, is when, is what you cannot see with your natural eye, it's when that thing becomes a reality to you. It becomes real to you. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. It's when, when, I can't, it's when, when those things I cannot see with my natural eye become a reality to me. I've never seen Jesus with my natural eye, but I see him. He's become real to me. I cannot see, but he's become real to me. He's alive to me. I know he's there. I know he's alive. And so what happens is it's faith, our, our faith has eyes. It causes us to see. And it causes us to see and we become persuaded. We have a conviction. We believe in the truth. And it causes us to be individuals that learn to trust God. To trust Him through this life. No matter what comes our way, we learn to trust Him. Because God, we, we have faith in you. We believe in you. The problem is is that Apostle Paul was dealing with this church and there was an issue with their faith. He wanted to know their faith because our faith, when I just wrote this down, can be made void. When I search the scripture, these are the different conditions that your faith can really have. Your faith can be made void. A person's faith can be weak. It's not that you don't have any faith. It's just that a person's faith faith is weak. A person's faith can be strong. A A person's faith can be in vain, that they, that they have a faith in vain, meaning they're believing for something that God's not required. Our faith can be lacking. Our faith can be lacking. In certain areas, our faith can be lacking. We believe God to keep our marriage strong, but we don't. We have a hard time for believing God that he's going to keep our children. We believe God when it comes to providing me a job for me and different things like that. But we, we don't believe God when it comes to our health. We struggle with believing God when it comes to our Our faith can be lacking. Our faith can be growing. It can be growing. Faith can grow. It matures. It goes from glory to glory. The Bible talks about a person's faith being shipwrecked. They had faith, but it just got shipwrecked. They lost it. It got damaged. It it was wrecked. Our faith can be genuine. The Bible talks about genuine faith. We want to have genuine faith. Faith unfeigned. Our faith can be sound. 
Sound faith. I like this, that our faith is sound. There's no impurities. It's, it's real. It's accurate. This, it's whole. It's sound. This is the kind of faith that we want. The Bible says that we can be rich in faith. How many want to be rich in faith? The Bible talks about us being rich in faith. These are all character, characteristics of faith. Different character qualities of faith. Different kinds of faith. Where is our faith at? Where is your faith at when it comes to life? Where is it at? Where is my faith at? Where is my faith? God wants us to have a faith that is strong. A faith that is growing. A faith that is genuine. That is unfeigned. The faith that is sound. He wants us to have a faith that is rich. This is the kind of lifestyle that we should be living. And every time you overcome a trial, a, and every time you overcome a hardship in your life, God uses this. It can be used as, an, as a moment to take your faith to the next level. I don't know about you, but just watching our church go through the last season we went through and then come through on the other side. It did something for my faith. Can I have an amen? I, when, I, I look, when I look in the mirror, I just look, I just look different. I'm, man, come on. The devil is a lie. Come on. I beat the lion and the bear. Where is Goliath? That, that's the mindset that you develop when you overcome in your life. As a church, I know our church. Our church just went back. To another level in our faith. Because we watch God. Well, for you personally, it's the same thing. Every time you go through a hard time and see God, it, do, it should do something to your faith if you respond way and you understand what he's doing. He's just taking you. Hey, the Red Sea was on purpose. Goliath was on purpose. The lion and the bear were on purpose. Abraham's delay was on purpose. And what does it do? All it does is it takes our faith in God and takes it to another level. When the, the cross was on purpose, when the disciples saw Jesus Christ die, it did something to their faith. But when they saw him raised from the dead and get resurrected from the dead, and they saw him just appear in the room, and they touched his hands, they put his finger in their side, and they saw it did something to their faith. And for us, I think it's the same thing. God wants us to have a faith that's growing, that's not weak, that is strong, that is sound and genuine and rich, and that we're constantly growing in our faith, saying, God, I want to go to another level. But Apostle Paul, he tells Timothy here, in verse 2, he says, he says when he, he felt it good, he left Athens alone, he said, and sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God, and fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ, he says he sent him, he says, to establish you and encourage you, he says, concerning your what? Faith. He says, number one, to establish. What we want to do in this church is establish people in their faith. We want to set them fast. That when it comes to your faith, that you, are, you have been set fast and you are in this place and you will not be moved from this position in your life. That when it comes to your belief in God, your trust in God, that there is no way that the enemy or anyone else can move you. Doesn't matter if the Jehovah's Witnesses knock on your door, the Mormons knock on your door, the Muslims knock on your door, the atheist knocks on your door. I am not moved because I know Jesus. Do I, do I have any amen in here? This is what happens. We want to be set fast, established, fixed firmly. Saints, there are some things that are non-negotiables when it comes to your faith. That you don't even have time to argue about it. That I am fixed 
fast in this. And he's sending Timothy to establish people like this. Get them fixed in this way. He says, this word established means to make steadfast in your mind. To make steadfast in mind. And this word established means to strengthen. Means to strengthen. Now primarily, we're going to establish you in this church. And, and, and you guys are going to help me in this church. And we're all going to help each other to get established in this church in our faith. By making sure we get a, a good dose of the word of God. Amen. Hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? When we read the word of God, when we hear the word of God, when we preach the word of God, when we go to the scriptures, what is it doing? It's helping to establish our faith. This is how Timothy, he established their faith. Obviously, evidently, through the word of God. Prayer helps to establish your faith. This is one of the ways in which we get our faith established. Sometimes we can go through moments and have moments where, where our faith is weak. It is lacking. I encourage you to develop a healthy, consistent prayer life. Your prayer life is going to help you to get refocused. Because it's easy to get off. It's easy to get our focus off. It's easy to magnify things in our life that should not be magnified. But if we take a moment, saints, and we dig into the Bible, and we dig into prayer, God begins to wash you again. And clean you again. And strengthen you again. And remind you again. Just keep believing in me. Just keep coming before my throne. Prayer is what helps to establish you. And get you going. We're established by way of reminder. I don't know about you. But sometimes I know what's right. But I need to just be reminded about what's right. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in here? Sometimes you know what to do, and you know what to do, and somebody comes and tells you what to do, and you look at them and you say, I already knew what to do, but I thank you for just telling me and reminding me what to do. I just need somebody to help me to do what I know I'm supposed to do, because I know I'm supposed to do it. (laughs) Can I have an amen? Reminder. Reminder is good. This is the reason why I preach certain messages. I'll wait a year or two or whatever it is, and I'll bring it back up. Why? Because all of us need to be reminded about our faith and the quality and condition of our faith. We need to know about our faith, and we need to be reminded of things. If you hear a message, if you hear something, hear it again. Hear it again. Hear it again. I guarantee you didn't get it the first time. Hear it again. Hear it again. You know, and I think it's important for us to be reminded. Reminder is good for us. It helps to establish us. Godly fellowship helps to establish you. If I want my faith to be strong, I can't be wanting with people that are just filled with unbelief. Do you know unbelief is contagious? It's contagious, saints. That's what happened. Moses sent the 12 spies in the spot of the land. Ten came back with a bad report and they poisoned everybody else. It's contagious. You get around people. Some people just don't want to believe. And let me say this. By nature, some people are just pessimistic. Well, it might work. You put in a brand new light switch in your house. Okay, let's flip the switch. Well, we'll see. This is how some people are. We want to make sure that our fellowship is right. Get around people that are not foolish, but they're willing to believe God. That they have a track record of believing God. That type of fellowship, it rubs off on you. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How shall they hear except there be a preacher? We need to preach faith to believe God. 
to trust God. I'm not saying that there's no problems in the world. I'm just saying whatever problem arises, God's got us. God's still there. And what happens for every single person in this room, we have to get people around us that are willing to believe. And, and then also be honest with us. There's times when people, they need to look us in the eye and say, hey, listen, you, you know, this is going to be rough. But I'm believing God with you through it. Now, I, I got to stop right here just for a moment. I was studying the Bible and I was looking at the book of Joshua. And it dawned on me that Joshua... And those that have been raised up in, in the wilderness with him, they never had to fight one battle in their life. Through the wilderness, they were always provided for, taken care of. They were, and no wonder in Joshua chapter 1, God tells them to be strong and of good what? Because now they're getting ready to enter into a realm that they had never experienced before. Some of them have never experienced war before. But now they got to go in and displace the Canaanites and the Jebusites and, and move everybody out of the way. And there's going to be some individuals dying and fighting and warfare and giants. And you see all this stuff going on around them. And it just amazes me because a, a, a lot of times, saints, when we're looking at, we're looking at our fellowship. Let, let me say this to you. And I want to just say this right. The least likely individuals to help you get victory are generally the ones that are going to help you get victory. Think about that. Because faith isn't just shouting. Faith is also picking up the sword when it's time to fight. Amen? And for us, we want to cultivate relationships with individuals like this that will it, not look at all the... Because they didn't have any training in this, but yet they were willing and they had their eyes on God going into the land. And they were willing to go in and fight, having not fought before, but God. They kept their eyes on God. We need people around us. We need people around us that just have a simple faith and they believe God. That's the fellowship we need. Establish someone we also need to be corrected. Correction. Correction is, is important when we're trying to get established because sometimes we have not been established or we've been established the, the, in the wrong manner. And so we need somebody to come along and correct us and nudge us in the right direction so that we can truly be established correctly. This is what happened with, uh, with Priscilla and Aquila. And how Priscilla and Aquila helped Apollos, who had learned about the way, but had not learned about the way correctly. When Priscilla and Aquila came along, they came along, and all they did was teach him the way more clearly. All they did was correct him. When they corrected him, what did it do? It caused him to be established and firmly rooted in his faith the right way. All of us need correction in our lives sometimes. And that's a good thing. We need people around us that are willing to do that so we can be truly established. He says established, and I like this. He says established, and then he said also, and, and to encourage you. We want to be established in our faith, but we also want to be encouraged, encouraged in our faith. The word encourage here, it means to aid. It means to help. It means to comfort. It means to beseech with strong force, this Greek word. It means to beseech with strong force. Now, sometimes all of us need to be aided in our faith. We need to be helped in our faith. 
We need to be beseeched in our faith. Sometimes we just need someone to come along and kind of aid us. Jesus Christ, as he's going through his tough moments, as he's carrying his cross, and he's giving it the best that he has. Isn't it amazing how God sent someone to help him to carry his cross? Can I have an amen? And all of us in this room, sometimes we need a little help carrying our cross. Amen? And so Jesus, he had a little help carrying his cross, but he, st- he stayed in faith. We need to be aided sometimes in our faith and in, in encouraged as we're walking through this life. We need to be comforted. Yes, the Holy Spirit will comfort us. He will encourage us. But we also need, just like he sent Timothy, he's sending him to comfort them. He's encouraging, but he's comforting them. And all of us need that. And then sometimes people, we need people to come along and beseech us with force. And what that means is sometimes we need somebody to come and look us in the eye and say, get up. Can I have an amen? amen? And I think sometimes we think it's, well, they're just being insensitive. But if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to send somebody to come over to your house when you don't want them to come over, when you're having a pity party, and you don't want them bothering you. And I'm tired of folks getting on my nerves and the saints all up in my business. And I'm trying to chill and just be sad for a day. Can a sister, can a brother be sad for a day? Everybody leave me alone. They calling me, coming over here, talking about can they pray? I don't want to pray right now. Has everybody ever been there before? Just leave me alone. Kids crying, baby food, pampers flying, I'm ah. <laughs> people on the job flipping out they're tripping over there too just leave me alone but we need people to come alongside and say you can go ahead and have a pity party you go ahead and cry but I'm going to stand right here and when you get done I'm going to tell you to get up can I have an amen all of us need that in our lives we need moments we have moments but we need people to come alongside and beseech us with force no you are not going to sit here all day open the blinds turn the lights on can I have an amen stop watching Young and the Restless (laughs) get up let's get some worship music playing in here can I have an amen? Let's, hey, put a smile on your face. You can smile and cry at the same time. Can I have an amen? Get up. God is still on the throne. Your troubles aren't, uh, you know, too high for him. He knows what's going on. Uh, all of us, we need that in our life. We need people to encourage. Well, Apostle Paul sent Timothy to do this. But to do it concerning their faith. And we need it. The next two verses tell us why we need it desperately. We need to be established in our faith. We need people to encourage us in our faith. We need our faith to grow and to, to be strong and to, and to be unfeigned and to be sound and to be rich. He says it in verse, verses 3 and 4. He says that no one should be shaken by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are appointed to this. For in fact, we told you before when we were with you that we would suffer what? Tribulation. He says, just as it happened, he says, and you know. And what he's saying here is that there's going to be times in our lives when we experience affliction. 
Now, sometimes our affliction comes as a result of something we're doing bad, something we've done wrong, we've made mistakes. And all of us in this, in this room, I'm sure we've done things, we look back and say, man, that was on me. That was on me. That's my fault. Afflictions can come because of decisions that we make. Afflictions should come because, quite frankly, you're just being attacked by the devil. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925 925- Two nine two seventy eight hundred. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, twenty three thirty three Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code nine four five five one. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Understanding.